In this video, I'm going to talk about my story on how I became a freelance translator. Coming up! Hello and welcome to the very first video on this brand new YouTube channel. My name is Adrian. Uh, I'm a professional freelance translator. I translate from English and French into German. And uh, this is the Freelance Verse. So this is a channel I wanted to create with, with freelancers in mind. I assume if you clicked on this video you're either an aspiring freelance translator or already established either way or even just a, a freelancer in general. If you found your way to this channel, welcome. I want to build kind of a community uh, with freelancers that can uh, support each other, ask questions in the comments, help each other. And this is the first step to it. So I'm going to do weekly videos uh, specialized, well, focused on freelancing in general, but specialized on translation, of course, because that's my core business. But there will be other people on the channel. I will be uploading every Monday at 6 p.m. CET. If you live somewhere else in the world, here are a couple of times what that means where you live. So for my first video on this channel, I was thinking what would make sense? What would you want to see? What, what's a benefit for everyone? So it only makes sense to that you get to know me a little bit. I'm gonna talk about how I became a freelance translator. And I think it could be interesting for aspiring freelance translators, because I remember when I first started, I was searching the YouTube for, for stories, how I became a translator. Obviously there are many, many different ways to get here, right? So. This is just one way of doing it. So I'm going to go back to my school days, right? Because it's quite important because I grew up in Switzerland. Switzerland has many different national languages. There's German, French, Italian, and Romansh. So I grew up in, a, in the German part. It's, I'm saying German, but a lot of Germans will know that my German is nothing like your German. It's a dialect, it's a, ver a variant of German. Yeah, so I, I grew up with speaking Swiss German and learning high German in school and on the TV. From a very early age on, we started learning French. I'm not sure when we started, maybe in the fourth grade or something. And maybe in sixth grade, we started with English, I think. And then in secondary school, you could even choose Italian if you wanted to, uh, which I never did. So I, I grew up uh, learning French and English. Like I never had the best grades, but also not the worst in school. I was just kind of an average kid. But one thing was clear that languages was always easier to me. My grades were way better than in sciences or math, for example. So I put all my energy into learning languages because it came quite natural. It was quite easy for me. And then at the end of school, I was a very young kid and I wasn't ready yet to, to do like... In Switzerland, it's customary to do an apprenticeship where you go to a company, you learn a job and while you also go to school. I looked into options, what could I do? And uh, there was a, a commercial school in the French-speaking part of Switzerland uh, that I went to, which was great because there I not only was everything in French, but I learned even the basics of, of, of uh, business, accountancy, economics, etc., and all in French. So I've done this for a year, and my French became much better. But then after that, my grades weren't good enough to go to university, for example. So. I did an apprenticeship, which was great, you know, I really liked the system actually, because yeah, you really get very highly skilled professionals. So I did a commercial apprenticeship, it's called, it, you work for three years in different departments, so I've, I've looked into purchasing, sales, uh, whatever, accountancy, IT, always for short stints, you know, while also going to school for two days a week. 
which actually helped me very much in the future. That's when I realized I was good in studying, right? At this point, the, the subject didn't even matter. I just studied a lot and it came easy to me and I got good grades. So, and so I, I ended up doing kind of a, an in-between college school that you can do. So if you didn't make it to university beforehand, after that you can do a one or two year uh, college school, depending whether you work next to it. So I did this in two years while also working, which then allowed me to go to university. But of course I had no idea what I was going to study, right? I just knew that, okay, I'm good with languages, I'm interested in media, kind of, but I didn't really know like where to go with that. I went on a website, I can't remember what it's called, and I literally went on there, clicked bachelor degree, and just went step by step. I started with agriculture and I went to zoology or something you know then i've seen a translation i was like okay i've never even heard or thought of the concept of a translator i just thought people do this in the company and that's just how it works i didn't know that that's an education right and uh, this was at the zurich university of applied sciences so it's a three years bachelor's program to become a professional translator i signed up had the entry exam in english and french i'm not sure if i had a german entry exam, actually not sure. So what you had to do, you had to say which is your first source language, which was English for me, your second source language, French, and your target language, which was German. Of course, that's the most common combination in Switzerland, so there was a lot of competition as well. But uh, I managed to pass all the entry exams. This was in 2011, and I got in, and then uh, September 2011 I started. Actually, before I started, I went again to France for, I think, two months, just to, because my French is not as good as my English. Like, it's okay, especially the written part is not very good. Uh, but the speaking, the production part is, it's quite tough still, but it's getting there. Like, it's all, I'm always learning, right? It's a lifelong journey. Anyway, so uh, I decided to go to move out and go to Zurich. So for three years I was studying translation. It was the first year was kind of a basic year where you had just you learned how to research stuff because let's be honest, researching is the most important thing in translation. First of all, you can't and you don't need to know everything. You just need to know where to get the information from. So it was actually really useful. And then, of course, we also did translation every week so because you just have to practice, 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 try different topics, try different domains, etc. And we also learned about the, the kind of the country-specific things of the, of the languages you signed up for. So, you sign up for Spanish, you learn about Spanish history. Sign up for French, you learn about French Revolution, etc. French culture. Then in the second and third year you had to specialize. Since we finished, uh, they, they changed the specializations. But for me it was, there was technical documentation, there was multimodal communication and multilingual communication, I think. Anyway, what, what it meant was one was really technical, so if you wanted to go into technical documentation, technical writing, it was very clear which one you should choose. Then the multimodal was more, how they explained it to us, it was if your plan is to become a translator, choose the multimodal. If your um, plan is to become an interpreter and study more to become an interpreter, take the multilingual. Also in the multimodal, which I chose, there was uh, also uh, courses for subtitling. It was a lot about technology as well, also my bachelor thesis surrounded around technology and translation. So yeah, then after three years, 2014, I had the title of uh, Bachelor of Arts in Translation, specialized in multimodal communication. A very fancy title, but I had zero experience, so I knew that no one's gonna hire me, whatever I do, right? 
One thing I would say I would do differently now is during this translation studies, I never did any kind of work. Like I just, I was a full-time student, but no, relevant work, I have to say. I was working during the whole studies for my dad's company, which was very lucky because I managed to earn money. And what I should have done looking back, and I can't believe I didn't do it, just sign up for like platforms as a translator because I was studying to become a translator and I didn't do any effort to kind of establish myself in the sector because I thought that's for after the studies, right? But now, looking back, the best thing is to just start as early as possible. 2014 came around, I had finished my translation studies and I was now a translator with zero experience. So where to go from here? That was actually tough because uh, I didn't really know what to do. I knew that no one's gonna hire me as a translator without any experience, but I did have commercial experience right from my apprenticeship and also from the job that I've done during my education. So it wasn't hard for me to find a job but what I wanted to do is take this commercial site and combining it with languages. So I looked into jobs in translation agencies, not as a translator but just to be in there for once. And I was actually really lucky the first application I sent I, I got accepted to. So I was now a project manager in a translation agency in Zurich. And this was a great experience and I was working there for roughly two years as a PM, which was great because now I, I know the PM side as well as the translator side, right? Because I hear a lot of my colleagues now just complaining about project managers, how they don't understand you, how they're rude. You have no idea like the stress that you have when you, <laughs> when you need to deliver to the client the text. In like 25 languages, you get it on Monday, deliveries on Wednesday, it's not easy. So I, it's good to have this kind of understanding for the other side as well. So at this point, I was actually not sure whether translation is the right path for me anymore because I've seen what kind of texts they have to translate and it just it was just not interesting at all. But that's the thing, right? You Once you go freelance, you can decide what, what's your specialization. You just have to find something that you love translating. For me, it turned out to be I kind of have now two specializations. One is IT, technology related texts, and one is sports, outdoors, so sports clothing, retail, etc. Which is two things I'm passionate about. If I had to say my two interests, these would be my two interests. So it's amazing how I can now day by day learn new things about the things I love while doing the job I love. So around this time I also met my now girlfriend and she's from Hungary, right? So we kind of had to decide how are we going to do this? If, it, if this is serious and we want to move somewhere together, then and at that point she got accepted for a master's in the Netherlands. So I, I made the decision to also go there with her and I applied for master's as well. And there I made the decision to not go for a translations master's. And this is a bit like controversial, whether you need a translations master's or not. I, for me personally, I don't think a translations master's is necessary because if you have the bachelor education and then experience in translation and a master in another topic where you can specialize in makes the most sense for me right so i applied for a different it masters kind of but without the bachelor in computer science you can't just get into it so i had to merge it with communication and i found this studies in tilburg in the netherlands called communications and information sciences which was perfect for me right and it actually went really quick, right? We, we had a pre-master of half a year and then a full year master program and it was done. So what it meant to do a master's abroad was that I didn't have a job anymore. I became kind of desperate because the money was just going down and down. And I thought, I don't even know why I thought about it. I just 
started signing up for all of these translation platforms that are out there. There's, there's pros.com, prosat.com, whatever you want to call it. It's the biggest one. It's a bit under scrutiny because the price dumping in recent years, but still it's a good way to start. Like if you're a translator, you need a ProSet account for sure. I didn't have a paid one then, now I have a paid one. If you want a video on that, let me know in the comments. It didn't take long and people started contacting me. So I thought, okay, this is cool. I can use this as a way to finance my master, or at least, you know, buy groceries. That's already amazing. And uh, the first company that contacted me was a diving agency from the Ukraine, I think. And they needed a German translator because they, had, they started to get a lot of German customers. They didn't care whether I have experience or not. I don't know why, but some people, they don't care. Like if you have the education and you can prove it and you sign up for these platforms, people will contact you. This was my first client and I got very excited. So after my classes at uni, I went into the library and worked there. Of course, I didn't register or anything because it was just peanuts that I made, but it was, it was a start. That's how it all started, right? Then I realized, okay, I can take this a bit further. So I filled in properly my, my profiles. I turned my LinkedIn into translators LinkedIn, you know. And then a Dutch translation agency wrote me and they said that they need a Swiss German translator for a shoe company. They want to translate their, their website for the Swiss market. This was the first time that I ever had to explain to the client what's the difference. And since then I've done this multiple times. And this is my unique selling point, right? I, I'm, a, I'm a German translator in a huge pool that's specializing on the Swiss market living abroad. So not bound to the, to the high prices from Switzerland. That was amazing to start off. That's the perfect unique selling point, right? This was quite a big project, actually. This was like 800 euros or something. You know? It was over the moon. Of course, I was stressed like hell and I worked on it for a month and I was grossly underpaid. Like, this should have paid me at least 2,000 euros, but I didn't care, it was my first job. After that, I had experience, of course, I wrote it down, I exaggerated a bit. It all started rolling in. Of course, I also had to look for jobs specifically, but there's so many websites out there where you can look for jobs. And then at that point, I made around 1,000 euros a month, I would say, maybe 1,500 euros a month by the end of my master's. Yeah, I had a big decision to make because I was now ready to find a, another job, but I also was around 50% busy with translation. And I thought, okay, I, I had just had this gut feeling. I knew I can scale this up to 100% if I really put all my eggs into one basket. But it was the best thing to start this while doing something else. So if you, if you have any option to do this, if you're studying, start. If you're have a part-time job, start next to it. Even if you have a full-time job, if you have still energy to sit down in the evening and work on it or before work in the morning, start before you go full-time into something. Right? Because then it gave me the confidence that even if I just make one and a half thousand euros a month, which of course in some parts of the world is more than enough, but where I lived at the time, it wasn't enough, but it was okay. Like I could live from it. I could buy groceries and I could buy, pay rent, etc. So I decided to go for it and it worked out. Four years later, I'm sitting here. I have a good business. I'm happy. It's going well. Every year I make more, you know, it's still growing, which I love. But you know, it's not all rosy and positive, of course. It's, it's hard, you know, you need to really work for it. A lot of people ask me, so you don't have a stable income. That's really stressful, no? But luckily, how I establish now my client's uh, base and my projects, I have kind of a stable income. Of course, 
if I don't work, I don't have any income, that's clear. But I managed to build this system in a way that I can always ask for more jobs. There's always more jobs with the clients that I have. Of course, I'm lucky, but I also kind of made it that way, right? You, you need to be smart in how you establish connections, how you how you get into different companies, who you talk to. Of course, I, I was lucky I had the connections from my studies because a lot of my colleagues went on to work in agencies and they helped me get in there, you know. And that's my story. That's how I came here. Now I'm living in Brussels, by the way, I haven't said that because my girlfriend found a job here after her university. So we moved to Brussels, Belgium. That's where I live and work now. So my last point is that I will make in every video um, if you really want to become a translator, the, the number one thing is practice, 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 right? So this is the first time I'm doing this, but I know that YouTube has kind of a function where I can allow people to translate the closed captions. So I'm gonna figure out how to do this in this first video. But if you are an aspiring translator and you want to translate this video into your native language, uh, and let me know in the comments or get in touch with me. So I'm going to do the German one. You can do the French, Arabic, Italian, wherever you're watching from. And uh, like this, you can get practice. You can get experience from translating. I get a translated video where I can reach more people. And the people watching this have a translated version, so it's a win, win, win. Feel free to subscribe, come with me on this journey, and I challenge is to upload one video a week for a year. If, if I manage to learn how to do this in post-editing, I'm gonna show you a couple of ideas for videos uh, that I want to do in the future on this channel. If you have other suggestions, let me know. We're looking forward to have you here. Thanks for watching. See you next time.